Well, we're still tracking in the background, what does it mean to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus? And uh, one of the things is that Jesus breathed on the disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. But he also then said, wait, wait for this gift. And last week we were talking about this. He said, wait for the gift that my father wants to, to give to you. And we just loosely, lightly using the Alpha Holy Spirit uh, material just to touch on the three questions, really. Who's the Holy Spirit? What does he do? And how can I be filled? And uh, God willing, we'll look at that. Uh, How can I be filled next week? But we're saying every week we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's understanding it. I just feel all of these stories that we've been hearing this morning is about the work of the Spirit in our lives. Releasing us, enabling us, empowering us, helping us to have breakthrough. That he gives us the tools, the gifts that he gives us as we look to him. So I feel like I'm just going to have to be brave and and bounce through some of the things that I've got here because I feel like the illustrations that you've had this morning are all about the work of the Spirit and what he does in our lives. Um, I came across this quote from a wonderful father in the Lord, Terry Virgo, um, uh, yesterday, I think it was on Twitter. God gives us spiritual wisdom, not so we can look smart, but so that we can walk worthy and please him and be fruitful. That's from Colossians, walking worthy of the Lord. Holy Spirit wisdom changes our attitudes, our abilities, and our actions. You see that? Holy Spirit wisdom changes our attitudes, our abilities, and our actions. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you every day. We could pretty much stop there. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you every day. A religious leader named Nicodemus, some of you may have heard of him, came to visit Jesus at night. Uh, Interestingly, it was at night. I think he didn't want others to see him. But he was a, was a, I think he was a disciple of Jesus. He certainly was an explorer. He was exploring the things of Jesus and the things of God. And he came to Jesus because he wanted to find out more. He wanted to find out more. And of course, the very famous verses in John 3, Jesus said to him, in fact, he said, he had to be God. You've got to be God because of the miraculous things that you're doing. But he wanted to know more. And this was Jesus' reply. Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they're old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they can't enter a second time into their mother's womb and be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You shouldn't be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The first thing we need to know about the Holy Spirit, and we mentioned this briefly last week, is that he brings about new birth. We are born by the Spirit. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. We spoke last week about the midwifery, if you like the midwiving of the Holy Spirit. We're born, so he brings about new birth. 
And new birth that Jesus speaks of is that we come alive on the inside. This is not being born again, uh, as Nicodemus said, you can't go into your mother's womb. No, this is life internally. This is inside life. A spiritual being is created. This new birth. The Bible talks about us being dead in our sin. But when we come to Christ, we are made alive. And people will talk at times, I feel so different. I feel that there is new life within me. So uh, 2 Corinthians 5 says we are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Every single Christian is born again. For some people like myself, I, I can't give you the exact time or place when I became a Christian. I was brought up in a Christian home. I was brought up in a very, very strict church. And so every night as a young boy, I can remember, I can even see myself, I used to give my life to Jesus every night, mainly because I was very frightened of hell at the time and uh, didn't understand the grace of God, didn't understand about his promise to keep me and to save me. So every night before I went to sleep, I'd say, Lord Jesus, please come into my life. So I I can't tell you the date, but for others, uh, who here knows the day, the time? They remember where they were when they became a Christian. You see, there will be those as well. But just as we know that we are physically alive We should also clearly know that we are alive spiritually. And sometimes I will have conversations with people and they'll say, I'll say to them, are you a follower of Jesus? And they'll say, I'm not sure, what does that mean? And that's an important question to think about and reflect on. And part of the work of the Spirit is to help us to know, to know, we know that we know that something has come alive within us. And as part of this, what's important to know is that we're not left as orphans. So when a baby is born by God's grace, it's brought into a family. Now that family dynamic may be, may be different in terms of its blood relatives. Many times it is, of course. Sometimes it isn't. But we don't bring birth to a baby and leave it. We, we bring it into community. We bring it into family. And that is the same for Christians. That's the same for believers. Uh, We are brought that, and the Holy Spirit plays his part in that. The Holy Spirit helps us to know our part in the family. So firstly, what does the Holy Spirit do? He assures us of our relationship with the Father. In this new birth, we become sons and daughters. Romans 8 Verse 14, those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. I love what Paul brought today, what Mike brought, talking about being in the family of God, knowing this assurance, knowing this strength, knowing uh, who we are in God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. You're in the family. You're not on your own. You're not isolated. You're not lonely. You don't have to be left on your own. The Spirit assures us that we're in God's family and that He is our Father. The moment we surrender our lives to Jesus, 
Two things immediately happen. We receive complete forgiveness. How many of you struggled this morning when Paul said, uh, what was that word you used, Paul? You said, how many here are uh, redeemed or saints or righteous? Yeah, how many here are you are righteous? And I could feel the ripple go around the room. Uh, uh, uh. Did you? Did you feel that? Some of us were brave enough to shoot our hands in the air. We need to know that when we're in Christ, we are saints. Oh, I'm a bit of an old sinner. You were a sinner. Now you are a saint. Why? Because you have been made righteous. You've been fully forgiven. Now it's a daily walking in that. We walk in it daily. But you've been forgiven. That's a work of the Spirit. He assures you you've been forgiven. The barrier between God and us has been removed. Our sin has been taken away. But secondly, we are brought into this new relationship. He gives us the right to be called children of God. We can say, I'm a child of God. God is my father, because that's who we are. The Bible calls this sonship. Now, this is for males and females, okay? Because it's, it's the privilege that Paul is speaking about. It's the privilege of being God's children. What he's doing here is a little image here, but in Roman times, if you didn't have children of your own, you could choose someone or you could adopt someone else to pass your inheritance onto. And under Roman law, when someone was adopted as a child, that was the, regarded as the highest status that that person could possibly have highest status that they could possibly have. And the highest privilege, the highest status that you and I have is that we have been adopted into the Father's family and he calls us sons and daughters. Let the Spirit apply that to you today. The Spirit says, you're my child. You're my son. You're my daughter. By the way, it's lovely to have Bob and Di here. Uh, I said to him, God, have them near the front. We need the power at the front. So it's lovely to have you. They used to be in the church and we miss them every day. Never mind. They're blessing where they are now. Mark, keep going, keep going. All right. So, firstly, he assures us of our relationship to the Father. The Holy Spirit leads us to God, midwives us to God, and then reveals an incredible surprise to us. God has adopted us. We become sons and daughters of the creator of the universe. One that the Bible calls the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he calls you his child, his son, his daughter. By him, the Apostle Paul says, we are able to say Abba. Not the Swedish band, the singers. Abba is an Aramaic word. It's actually untranslatable. You can't literally get hold of it. That's why it's still there in the Bible. It's left in Aramaic, Abba. It's It's a word that's never really used in the Old Testament of our relationship with God, but Jesus uses it in his relationship to the Father. He called God Abba. And there's an amazing thing is that each one of us are able to call God Abba. It's a relationship of intimacy. 
closeness. The closest thing we can get to in our English language is dad or, or daddy. But it's not to be understood as a childish thing. It's not just for little children. It's for each one of us to be able to say, Abba, Father. I think I've shared before, a very good uh, Nepali friend of mine used to begin his prayers, Dear Daddy God. I, used to, I can feel the hairs on the back of my neck right now. He used to pray the most powerful prayers, but they always used to begin, Dear Daddy God. That's a work of the Spirit as revelation comes that I can call God Father, Abba. God says, because of my Holy Spirit within you, you can call me Abba. You can call me Dad. So many people think of him as this angry judge, if you like, who's cross with them all the time, just waiting uh, to crush them. Certainly, as a, a child, an older child, a young teenager, that's often how I thought of God. Not because of my own dad. My own dad was a very caring, compassionate man. But because of the church that we were part of, I lived with this picture of an angry God just looking down on me, waiting to smite me with a, with a lightning bolt, literally. In fact, I remember one day walking down the street thinking because of something that we'd done as a family, I'm thinking any minute now, God is going to strike me. But when I began to know and to receive the person and the work of the Holy Spirit, something broke deep inside. Something softened within me. I never forget the first time as I received the person and the work of the Spirit within my life, looking, as it were, metaphorically onto the face of God, and God was smiling. As a child, a father smiling as a child, over me as a child. He's your heavenly Father. You can approach Him as Abba, that's a work of the Spirit. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. That's why we want to pray for one another to be filled with the Spirit. Because we can feel lonely, isolated, dislocated, particularly in today's society. And so one of the prayers we want to pray very quickly for people, do you know life in the Spirit, is what we want to say to one another. Now firstly we say, do you know Jesus as your Saviour and Lord? So that's where we start. But we want to then say, do you know life in the Spirit? And if people say, I'm not sure, I want to pray and say, you can be sure. In a few moments, we'll give another opportunity this morning. You can be sure. In your marriage, you know, fresh starts. You can be sure. We want to welcome the Spirit. The Spirit testifies that we are children of God. So he doesn't just bring us into a relationship of being a son or a daughter. He helps us to develop and grow and grow closer with our Father. So how do we grow? What are the tools? One of those tools that um, uh, Malcolm was talking about, that, uh, that Warren was talking about, the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. You say, I don't know how to pray. I find prayer so difficult. Be filled with the Spirit because the Spirit helps us to pray. 
this morning you may have heard me bring uh, what's sometimes referred to as a tongue or a spiritual language. I came from a church where my mum was told when she spoke like that, she had a demon and needed to be delivered. <laughs> um, she didn't have a demon. She didn't need to be delivered. She'd been filled with the Spirit. But the Bible also says that we need to have interpretation. Otherwise, we don't understand. Sounds fun, sounds great maybe, or sounds weird, but what does it mean? And so uh, we wait to hear an interpretation. I felt God just laid a prayer of praise back to him, uh, because that's what tongues are. They're a prayer of praise back uh, to God. Prophecy is from God, tongues is to God. That's a talk for another day. But the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. I just felt in the worship this morning, I just feel this bubbling over. Do you know that sometimes? And, I, and you say, I just want to bubble over more. Well, let's pray for one another that you would bubble over more. And you say, well, that feels a bit frothy, Mark. Well, no, I believe it's a deep thing. It's a deep thing. Deep within my guts, I knew that I knew that something had changed. Deep within my spirit, but it bubbles up. And it bubbles out and it comes out in this wonderful, glorious language. My spirit is praying to God's spirit. I'm going off track. Anyway, the spirit, well, maybe I'm not. The spirit helps us to pray. Here's a wonderful word. I love, there's so, so many great words in the Bible. Ephesians 2.18. We have access. Access to the Father. By the Spirit. How can we come close? How is it possible that we can get close? We can come and sit on his knee and call him Abba. By the Spirit. Access to the Father by one Spirit. Access. You can talk to him about anything. You have access. You don't have to wait until you've got it sorted. You don't have to wait until the ducks are lined up. You can come as you are. Great old hymn from my childhood, just as I am, <laughs> without one plea. I come, my Savior, I come to thee, just as I am. Look, this is, you know, take it, Lord, this is who I am. You, he knows, he knows how we are, but we have Access, I am never going to get through the notes today. But anyway, he helps us to pray. Helps us to pray. Romans 8, very famous verses, 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Who feels weak? <laughs> we don't know what we ought to pray. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot dis express. I don't know about you, but there are times when I don't know how to pray and I just, oh God, oh Lord. Even in the worship today, I was praying for someone who's part of this church and I'm concerned for them. And in the worship, I just was almost groaning in the Spirit, saying, oh God, oh God, oh God. The Spirit helps us. The important thing is not where we pray or even the words that we pray, the type of prayer, it's that we are led by the Spirit. So we're led by the Spirit. And sometimes it can just be a one-word cry. It can be a sentence, a phrase. The Spirit helps us to pray. John 15, 26, When the Counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify 
about me. He helps us to understand the Bible. All right, the Spirit helps us to understand the Bible, John 15. Helps us to pray, helps us to understand God's Word. You say, I don't understand this. I, I can't, I've got questions. Ask the Holy Spirit. He will lead you into truth. He's the Spirit of truth. John 16, verse 13. When He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into truth. Don't we need guiding in these days? The Holy Spirit will guide us. He will not speak on his own. He will speak what only what he hears. He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me. This is Jesus saying about the Spirit. Because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that the Father is mine. That's why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Holy Spirit, I pray for wisdom. I ask for insight. I ask for discernment. Holy Spirit, please lead me. Spirit of truth. I'm not sure what the truth is here. I need discernment. Ask the Spirit. Ask the Spirit. Amen? Amen. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes to understand. The next thing that the Holy Spirit also does is he produces the family likeness in us. He makes us more like Jesus. So we want to grow like Jesus. We're, we're talking about being disciples, followers of Jesus. It's the work of the Spirit who does that. Just hold off on the PowerPoint one second, Glenn. We'll keep it for a moment. But we know, don't we, that children very often look like their parents. You know, you'll know that situation where you'll go into school or you'll meet a family and people go, you have got to be the children of. Yeah, you know that one? Even if mum and dad look quite different from each other, somehow you just know they are the children of. Um, it can also happen with husbands and wives, oddly. Uh, in a week or so, Jackie and I will have been together for 38 years uh, married. So, thir- no, not 39, 38. Is it 38? Then? <laughs> oh, 38. It's 38. We had to, when you get to that stage, you have to discuss. Anyway, but... Sometimes you'll, sometimes you'll meet a married couple who've been together that long. We've been together 40 years as boyfriend and girlfriend. But 1981, um, before half of you were even born. Um, but they start to look like each other. It can even happen with pets. Have you noticed that? Let's have a look. Yeah? Let's have a Yeah? Keep going. I don't know. Don't know about this one over here. That's anyone who doesn't know. That's that's Charlie Brown. <laughs> I wanted to get a picture of you and the dogs. So anyway, um, where on earth am I? I don't even know where I am. Here we are. He produces the family likeness in us. Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 3.18 We who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness. Why do we ask for the Holy Spirit? Why do we say, pray for me that I might be filled? Why does Paul say, be being filled? That's literally what he says. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. He said, instead, be being filled. Go on being filled. Why? Because 
He produces the family likeness in. We become like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus than be filled with the Spirit. You're being transformed <coughs> into the likeness of Jesus. Haven't got time now, but if we had time, I'd go into the fruits of the Spirit. We'll come back to that another time. But you know the fruits. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, <coughs> goodness. These are the fruits of the Spirit that uh, get produced within us. If I had time, I'd go into that. But we know, many of us will know about those and we'll, we'll come back to those on another occasion. Here's another thing. As we get to know more and more about God, as we're filled with the Spirit, His character is within us. But part of that is that God is community. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is community. We've talked this morning about being family, being friends together. Even if we've not known each other for very long, God brings us into family and one of the things the Spirit does is He binds us together. He unites us as brothers and sisters. Apostle Paul, Ephesians 4 verse 3. God longs for unity. And this is what Paul says. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's over all, through all, and in all. The same Holy Spirit lives in each one of us, and it's Him who brings us together. But there is effort involved. We have to work at it. The reality is, in a room like this today, many of us outside of God, outside of Christ, would never have known each other. We might never have mixed together. We might never have, have, have been together and been brought together. But the Spirit brings us together. But we have to cross the room to one another. We have to make an effort. And that's for all of us to do that. Some of us are shyer than others. Some of us are more extrovert than others. But this, this, Paul says, make every effort to do this. To, there's work involved, but we ask the Spirit to help us. It's the Spirit who helps us to become friends, to be family, to be community. Maintaining unity is not always easy. But if we do, we will find that we have brothers and sisters all over the world. I've mentioned Burundi. And I'll go there into East Africa. And I'll, I'll go into a setting which is utterly, utterly different from here in Cows on the Isle of Wight. You couldn't get a situation more different. And yet, I will be greeted, I know, by people with big smiles on their faces because Jesus is their Lord and Saviour. And, and they will want to greet me. Amahoro, they will say. Amahoro, which means greeting, means peace. Peace be with you in the name of Jesus. All over the world, that's a work of the Spirit. How can I go to another nation or another town or another street and suddenly find a sense of unity? It's by the Spirit. Now, one of the things that Hannah mentioned uh, just now, which, again, I just feel prompted, I think I'm going to come back to another day, but is the gifts. God has given gifts. Each one of us have gifts. And we will come back to that on another week. But we, we must be encouraged to use the gifts. 
So I'm going to jump on um, Glenn. I hope that's okay. Um, we're going to use the gifts that God's given us. And I want to keep encouraging us. I believe that there is a momentum here at the moment, but that momentum only continues as each one of us uses the gifts that God has given us. And I want to encourage you, keep stepping out in the gifts that he's given you. And it will be different things for different ones of us. As we go forward, we will also expect to be a growing family. A growing family. Because the Spirit of God is given to us to empower us to tell others. It's a power to witness. You say, I don't know how I could possibly ever tell someone else. I don't know how I could share my faith. It's by the power of the Spirit. The Spirit empowers us to be a blessing to one another in the body. He also empowers us to be a blessing in the community to share our faith. I'm leaping and bounding all the way through. Can I invite you to stand? I just want to come to that Revelation verse, Glyn, please. Revelation 22. We're going to do something that um, we did last week. We're just going to give an opportunity for anyone who would like to be filled with the Spirit, to know more of the Spirit, to just to say, do you know what? Some of those things you've been saying to m- today, Mark, I, I can't do that without God's help and strength. So we're going to uh, make some space here at the front. We've got just a couple of minutes, but... I want to be able to pray for people. Um, let's. We've had a lot this morning. We've done a lot. We've just a sense of God's presence here with us, and I believe even now, God wants to meet with some of you. I just feel even that one or two people are saying, "Oh, I didn't expect that this morning." It's not what I expected, and I feel like the Lord wants to encounter you and meet with you. So if that particularly you felt you're saying, oh, that's not what I expected, I believe God wants to say, yeah, I'm for you and with you, I want to meet with you. I want to just read this verse from Revelation, uh, chapter 22. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. We said earlier, didn't we, the Apostle Paul so when he's talking about marriage, he said, uh, there's a mystery. I'm talking about Christ and the church. The church is called the bride of Christ. He died for that bride. The Bible says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself. Gave himself. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. Let anyone who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. It's an invitation today. It's a wide invitation. It's for everyone. Come. Come and receive. Come and drink. Come and be filled Come and be transformed.
Let me ask you some questions as we just stand before the Lord. Do you want to experience God's love for you? To be able to address God as Abba. To know him that deeply. You can today by the Spirit. Ask him now, even now. Begin to ask him. Maybe you need to experience God's love. You've never felt that love inside, welling up. Ask him. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill you with the love of God. Maybe you've never felt that you had access. I didn't know I had that much access. Holy Spirit. Would you fill me with revelation to understand I can come to the Father. I can come right up to the throne, sit on his knee as it were, and I can ask, I can talk. I pray, Lord, for some here this morning that they would begin to know the access that they have by the Spirit. Maybe there are gifts of the Spirit. We haven't gone into that much detail today. But there are gifts that you know that need to be stirred within you. Courage to use them, as Hannah said, to, to use who, be who you are as you look to the Son. As you are filled with the Spirit, that you begin to use the gift of God that is in you. Maybe there's a desire within you to bless others, to build and strengthen and encourage others. But you think, I don't know how to begin to do that. It's by the Spirit of God. I pray, Lord, would you release that gift of witness across your body in these days. Give us the words, the right words at the right time that will we'll go beyond the surface and go to the heart of our friends and colleagues and neighbours and family members. As we're filled with the Spirit. Anyone who comes will receive the gift of the water of life. I just want to invite you to, to come now. I just, I'm not even asking the musicians because it may be that some of them want to come. But you can just come and stand or you can just stand before the Lord. If you just say, Lord, I want more of you. To know more of you, feel free to come and stand at the front here if you'd like to do that. Just be before the Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Just come, Lord. Come, Lord. Transformed into his likeness. Be filled. Are you thirsty? Come, come and drink. Tell him, tell the Lord, Lord, I'm thirsty. And fill your church, Lord, today. Fill your people. Let your power come, Lord. Power. You, some feel powerless. I just feel powerless at times. 
It's not by your ability. It's by His Spirit. It's by His Spirit. Ask Him. Holy Spirit, fill me with your power. Fill me with your power. It's quietly before the Lord asking Him. Just welcome you, Lord. Welcome you. Welcome you. Thank you, Lord. Before we go on into the day, into the week, don't leave here without knowing that you're being filled. And if you've never known that, I'd love to pray for you. Just receive from him.